Howdy everyone, this is David Sanchez and this is episode 48 of the Riffs or Die podcast for Saturday, September 11th, 2021. As always, if you want to support the podcast, you can go to riffsordie.com and pick up some merch. You can share this podcast with your friends and family. And if you're really into the show, you can go to patreon.com slash riffsordie and subscribe as a patron. If you sign up at the $10 level or higher, you will have access to the Zoom hangouts that we do every month. We're going to be doing two of them this month. The first one on Sunday, September 19th, and the second on that following Saturday, September 25th. If you want to have access to those Zoom hangouts, all you got to do is go on patreon.com slash riffs or die and sign up. You'll also have access to web store discounts some free merch, and just generally be able to support the show. I really appreciate everybody that's already done it. And if you feel so inclined, I will appreciate you even more than I already do for just being here. I hope you all enjoyed the last episode that I made with Freddie Christian from Madball. I think that was one of my favorite episodes I've ever made and an important episode. I feel like we tackled some pretty important topics. It was nice to get to chat with somebody who's like-minded and generally just kind of leaving politics out of it. A lot of this stuff gets mistaken as politics, but freedom is not political. Does that make sense? I really don't see a huge correlation. I think politics is the squabbling to get to an end result. Freedom is the end result. There's no politics needed to know which end result you want to get to. Freedom is not political. Freedom doesn't care if you're conservative or if you're liberal or if you're an anarchist or if you're a communist. True freedom means the communists could go hang out with the other communists and they could all fucking uh, live in their own little commune. You know, like the root of the word, communist. Obviously, the anarchists love freedom as well. No government. And for everyone else in between, the solution to many of our woes is, drumroll please, freedom. Imagine that. Good things can happen if you give people freedom. Let them kind of just figure it out. There's some real basic stuff we can all agree on. Beyond that, As long as there's not a victim involved with a crime or whatever, let people just do what they're going to do. Leave people alone. But, as I said, today is September 11th. It's the 20-year anniversary of the events that started the longest war in American history. What did we get from 9-11? We got the TSA, mandatory shoe removal at the airports, The Patriot Act, a whole lot of dead people, and a whole lot of money spent on the war machine. The end result of 9-11 kind of came to a head the other day, didn't it? When the U.S. military tucked its tail and ran away, ran out of Afghanistan from the Taliban. But it's okay. 
We left the Taliban like $85 billion worth of U.S. military equipment, including helicopters, tanks, trucks, rocket launchers, guns, ammunition, all that good stuff. Yay! That's American tax dollars hard at work. You know, when you look at our exit from that country, keep in mind, we still have hundreds of Americans over there. We just fucking left them. They prioritized getting Afghani citizens out before Americans. And with that fact and lots of other facts, you sit here and you scratch your head and you wonder like, what the fuck are they doing? This doesn't make any sense. This is so illogical. And I agree. When you're looking at it through the lens of the government acts in the best interest of the American people, of course. That's what they're there to do, right? When you look at it through that lens, nothing that they're doing makes any sense at all. Leaving the weapons behind, prioritizing the evacuation of other people before they get Americans out, all of the things that we're doing here at home as far as COVID restrictions and all that kind of bullshit. None of it makes any sense until you realize that their actual goal is to destroy the United States of America. When you start looking at it through the lens of they're trying to destroy this country, then everything they're doing makes perfect sense. Everything they're doing appears like a good move. Like, hell yeah, why wouldn't you do that? You're trying to destroy America. That's a good move right there if you're trying to destroy the country. At this point, with all of the crazy bullshit that's happening, it's become more and more clear to me, and it's my opinion. You don't have to share this opinion. If you do, great. If you don't, that's great too. Big believer in freedom of choice here. Freedom of expression. But for me, it makes the most sense that they're actively trying to destroy this country. And that's why you see all of these things that are happening at the same time. It's not because they're inept. It's not because they're not capable of doing the job right. It's not because they're stupid. It's because they're literally trying to do things against the best interest of this country and this country's citizens. When you look at it through that perspective... It all makes way more sense. What do you think about that? I got a little bit of extra ammunition here to go along with my idea that they're trying to actively destroy this country. Here's a news story that got swept under the rug. This came out a couple days ago. The National Archives and Records Administration placed a quote-unquote harmful content warning on the Constitution, labeling the governing document of the United States as quote-unquote harmful or difficult to view. The warning applies to all documents across the archives cataloged website, including the Bill of Rights and the Declaration of Independence. You got that? The founding documents of the United States of America 
are harmful, dangerous ideas. You know, that Bill of Rights that tells you you have the freedom of speech, freedom to practice religion, freedom to assemble, the right to remain silent, not incriminate yourself, the right to bear arms, the right to not have to house soldiers inside of your house, the right to not be searched without a warrant. All of those things are very harmful. Now, when I heard this, I thought, holy shit, there's no way that's real. That can't be real. That's too crazy. Well, I looked it up and uh, went straight to archives.gov to look at the Bill of Rights and the Constitution Declaration of Independence. And yes, sure as shit, they have right here. I'm looking at it, reading straight off the page from catalog.archives.gov. This is the page that has the Bill of Rights on it. It says, Harmful Language Alert. See the NARA's statement on potentially harmful language. And that's a link. And I click on it, and it takes me to another page, and it says right here. This is on the National Archives website, okay? It says, The catalog and web pages of the National Archives and Records Administration provide access to many millions of descriptions and digital copies of the permanent records of the United States federal government. The catalog and web pages contain some content that may be harmful or difficult to view. NARA's records span the history of the United States, and it is our charge to preserve and make available these historical records. As a result, some of the materials presented here may reflect outdated, biased, offensive, and possibly violent views and opinions. In addition, some of the materials may relate to violent or graphic events and are preserved for their historical significance. The National Archives is committed to working with staff, communities, and peer institutions to assess and update descriptions that are harmful and to establish standards and policies to prevent future harmful language in staff-generated descriptions. Wow. Here we are. Ministry of Truth, 1984. We're there, folks. We are absolutely there. (laughs) Again, this falls right under that umbrella that I'm talking about. When you look at things through the lens of they're trying to destroy America then all of this stuff makes perfect sense. Until you're looking at things through that lens, none of this shit makes sense. It all seems way outlandish and just completely devoid of logic. Because the things they're doing are not in the best interest of this country. On the same page on archives.gov, we have the frequently asked questions right here. What harmful or difficult content may be found in the National Archives catalog and our web pages? Some items may reflect racist, sexist, ableist, misogynistic, misogynoir, and xenophobic opinions and attitudes. Some items may be discriminatory toward or exclude diverse views on sexuality, gender, religion, and more. Oh yeah, 
that first amendment that tells you that the government can't infringe on your rights to practice religion however you see fit. Yeah, that first amendment of the Bill of Rights is really discriminatory toward your uh, religion. Uh Uh-huh. It continues, some items may include graphic content of historical events, such as violent death, medical procedures, crime, wars, and terrorist acts, natural disasters, and more. Some items may demonstrate bias and exclusion in institutional collecting and digitization policies. The next FAQ is, why does the National Archives make potentially harmful content available? Yeah, National Archives, why would you make that potentially harmful content available? Well, the NARA's mission is to preserve and provide access to the permanent records of the federal government. NARA, working in conjunction with diverse communities, will seek to balance the preservation of this history with sensitivity on how these materials are presented to and perceived by users. Let me read that again. The National Archives and Records Administration, working in conjunction with diverse communities, will seek to balance the preservation of this history with sensitivity to how these materials are presented to and perceived by users. So they want to be really sensitive to how you interpret the words that were written down in the Bill of Rights. They want to be really sensitive to how the Bill of Rights and the Constitution and Declaration of Independence are presented to you and how they are perceived by you. God forbid somebody just reads the documents for themselves. Oh no, we can't have that happen. We definitely need to give our politically correct two cents on what all of this means. You know, maybe this is why they stopped teaching kids how to read and write in cursive in schools. Huh? What do you think? You think it might have something to do with that? So that kids will grow up and not be able to even read the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights? Maybe? I don't know. I wish I was joking about this, but it's not a joke. It's real. This is, again, what our tax dollars in the U.S. are going towards. Going towards adding harmful content warnings to the Bill of Fucking Rights. What a disgrace. What a joke. It sounds like a joke. It doesn't even sound real, but there it is. It is real. You can look it up for yourself. You don't have to just listen to me and trust me. I'll put a link to this stuff in the description for this episode. So if you want to research it for yourself, knock yourself out. It'll be one click away. We're under attack. I've written about this in songs and it's not a joke, man. We really are under attack. Our freedom is completely under attack. The more and more that people just roll along with all this stuff, the worse it's going to get. The earlier we take a stand against tyranny, the easier it will be for freedom to actually win. 
the longer you wait, the worse it's going to get and the harder it's going to be to overturn it. We're never going to just obey our way out of this. The compliance is not the answer. These would-be dictators are not going to just stop because you keep doing what they say. That's just going to encourage them to keep pushing on you because they know you're just going to roll over when they say to do it. Your obedience is not going to end this. Obedience is going to keep this going forever. We need to realize that. This all ends when we say it's over. I really think that's why we're seeing government in this country, and it's happening around the world too, don't get me wrong. What's happening in Australia, Canada, UK, it's crazy as fuck. What's happening all around the world is really wild. There are some countries that are figuring it out though and making things better. For instance, I know that Denmark, Sweden, and Ireland are for the most part dropping all of their COVID restrictions. They're just going to treat this thing like it's a seasonal flu. We'll see how that all goes. I'll definitely be keeping an eye on that stuff. But at least here in America, it seems like they're stepping on the gas and they're trying to rush all of this ridiculous legal nonsense to try to get control over the population. They're trying to get checkmate before the people wake up and realize they're getting screwed over. They're trying to set the chessboard up for checkmate so that by the time people actually have had enough and put their foot down, it will be too late. The government will have already passed all kinds of legal jargon that will make anyone who resists a terrorist. This is where it's headed, folks. Like right now, we got millions of people in this country that are quote-unquote fully Vaselined. Wink, wink. You know what I mean. There are millions in this country that have already been fully jabbed. Now, in Israel, they're already giving out the third jab and talking about the fourth one. I believe there are millions of people in America that will not want to go get the third one. And the more and more people that resist and don't want to comply with the new rules, the more people there are going to be on the side of freedom and having personal choice. But like I said, I believe the government is stepping on the gas trying to set up the chessboard into a situation where it's checkmate and they win. And the checkmate is the digital Vaseline passport. The checkmate for government is the digital passport. Once they get that implemented and accepted everywhere, it's over. That's the end of your freedom forever. People don't understand this. They're acting like, well, I needed to get a vaccine to go to Brazil. Well, I needed a vaccine to go to school when I was a kid. Yeah, you needed it to go to school. You needed it to go to Brazil. What they're talking about right now is you're going to need it to go to the grocery store, to go to a restaurant, to go to a bar, to go to a concert, to go to a movie theater. Soon enough, they'll start fucking barring you from national parks. 
You can't go to the museum. You can't go to the Smithsonian. You can't go to amusement parks. Fuck, if we let them do everything they want to do, I wouldn't be shocked if it got to a point, just hypothetically, if we really gave them all the power that they desire, you wouldn't be able to leave your fucking house. You wouldn't be able to go on the sidewalk or go for a walk around the lake in your neighborhood or whatever unless you had the fucking proof that you got the experimental medical injection. If we let them have the power that they want to have, that's how fucked up it would get. This is not about travel. This is not about your health. This is about control over every aspect of human life. I don't know what it's going to take for people to understand that. The digital Vaseline passport is the end of human liberty forever. If we let that happen, it's done. Do you want to be free or do you want to be a slave? It really comes down to that. It's really that simple. Personally, I don't care. If people want to go get poked or not with an experimental medicine, knock yourself out. I don't care. Freedom of choice. Believe it or not, I actually believe in that. Freedom. Whoa, what a concept. I don't believe in dictating to others what they have to do with their own body. It seems a little ridiculous. Seems a little fucking psychotic. Not into that. So, honestly, I don't care. If people want to get the shot or not, knock yourself out. What I have a huge problem with is trying to mandate that other people get the shot. Or trying to ban people from entering certain places or certain activities because they didn't get it. That's where I have a huge fucking problem. And of course, a couple days ago, the puppet of the United States of America got on stage and discussed his new rules. Six-point plan. Dog-faced pony soldier. I'm going to get you to roll up your sleeve and I'm going to inject you with an ice cream cone. Is it just me or is Joe Biden kind of like Dr. Steve Brule? But he's not really playing a character. That's just really what the guy is like. But yeah, this uh, this president that we have here at the moment, clearly taking orders from someone else. I mean, in press conferences, he's like, oh, they instructed me to not call on this person. Oh, they instructed me to not answer that question. Oh, they instructed me to call on this reporter from NBC. Who the fuck is instructing him? Who is in control of the president? That's a question I would like to see asked. Who is bossing you around? But of course, we won't get that question answered. Who knows if we'll even get that question asked. Politics is all a game. At the end of the day, no matter which quote-unquote side you vote for, you wind up with very similar results. The same people are running the show, whether it's a guy with a blue tie or a guy with a red tie running the country. I say that very sarcastically, running the country. These people ain't running shit. You think Joe Biden's fucking running anything? The dude barely knows where he is. And here he is mandating all this tyrannical bullshit. Remember when people thought Donald Trump was Hitler incarnate? 
Remember when they thought Donald Trump was a tyrant, a dictator? And those same people have fucking nothing to say about this guy? Holy shit. There's one clip that I thought was really interesting from Biden's little talk that he gave. This is really crazy to me. Check it out. This was in Biden's speech about mandating jabs for companies that have over 100 employees and mandating it for federal workers and this, that, and the other. But Congress, elected officials that work in Congress and shit, they're exempt from the rule. They don't have to get it, but everybody else does because it's rules for thee, but not for me. Anyway, check out this quote. This is from Sleepy Joe B. If they'll not help, if these governors won't help us beat the pandemic, I'll use my power as president to get them out of the way. Let's play that one more time. Listen carefully to what he says. If they'll not help, if these governors won't help us beat the pandemic, I'll use my power as president to get them out of the way. If these governors won't help us beat the pandemic, I'll use my presidential power to get them out of the way. That sounds like an open threat to me. You'll get governors out of the way? What are you talking about? Also, if they won't help beat the pandemic, what are you talking about? We're going to beat the pandemic by injecting everybody? Whatever happened to control groups in medical experimentation? Remember that? How you need a control group to make sure that the medicine you're using is actually doing something? You got to have people that didn't take it to compare. Right? Yeah, but fuck that. Fuck the science. Trust the science. The science is settled. I mean, it's not settled, but, you know, if you're going to listen to anyone other than government scientists, fuck you. They're conspiracy theorists. What a joke. But not only that, we're not going to beat this thing by poking everybody with this needle. Even mainstream articles now are talking about how herd immunity through vaccination is mythical. I believe it was NBC. They said it is a myth. Herd immunity through vaccination is mythical. Never going to happen. And if you look at data from around the world, from Israel from Gibraltar, from Iceland, and all over the place. If you look at the charts, the case count of COVID goes through the roof as soon as the Vaseline's rolled out. Now, what does that mean? I don't know, but the data is showing very clearly that as soon as the Vaseline's came out, the cases just took off like crazy. Way more people were catching COVID after they released the jabs. This is not my opinion. This is facts. You can look this shit up for yourself. So what are we doing here? Poke everyone. You can still catch the disease. You can still pass it to other people. But just poke everyone and then this whole thing ends. No, that's illogical. It's immoral. It's not scientific. That's not how we beat this thing. I don't know if we ever beat this thing. If vaccinations for viruses worked really well, we wouldn't have influenza. Influenza has been around for a really, really, really long time. Never got rid of it. But somehow, if we just poke everybody in this country, 
we're going to get rid of this one? (laughs) This is a joke. This is not about science. This is not about your health. This is about controlling the entire population. Look at Israel. They have one of the highest vaccination rates in the world. They're rolling out their third jab because the first two didn't work very well and talking about a fourth one. So I guess if it didn't work the first couple times, just try it again. And you look at their case numbers, they're way higher today than they were a year ago before any of these jabs existed. And it's the exact same thing with the death rate. The death rate in Israel is much higher today than it was a year ago before the jabs came out. Now, correlation does not equal causation. But I find that real interesting. They're saying that the jabs are such a big success in Israel. Look at how great Israel's doing. They're poking everybody. If you look, their death counts are like five times higher now than they were a year ago before there was a Vaseline injection. Huh. Interesting. There's this phrase going around, and I think it's completely legit in this instance. That phrase is, if this is what success looks like, I would hate to see what failure looks like. Seriously, if you look at the data in Israel, if that's what success looks like, imagine how fucking terrible failure is. Again, you don't have to take my word for this stuff. You guys can look it up for yourself. I highly suggest that you do. Another thing that came out of Israel more recently is data showing that catching COVID and then getting over it and having natural immunity is likely 13 times better than getting poked alone. They're saying that natural immunity is 6 to 13 times better than getting poked. But we have to poke everybody to beat this thing? Come on. It doesn't take a rocket surgeon to figure out that something's a little off here. A child could figure out that this isn't making sense. And even if a child couldn't logically deduce that something doesn't make sense here, you know what children have that a lot of adults seem to have lost? Intuition. Children have intuition. They have instinct. We have that stuff for a reason. It helps keep us here. It's about survival. When your gut bacteria gets all fucked up, from fluoride and GMO foods and pesticides and all kinds of other toxic shit. It fucks up your intuition, your gut feeling, you know, that everyone talks about, your gut. Trust your gut, listen to your gut. Your gut feeling doesn't really work right anymore when it's all fucked up from chemicals. Maybe that's why. Maybe there's something to that. But this is where we're at. Let's see what happens. Maybe businesses will start giving the finger to the man. That would be a great thing. And by the way, those studies coming out of Israel showing that natural immunity is possibly up to 13 times better than getting poked. That's not even like fringe 
independent media at this point. That was posted up by Bloomberg. As mainstream as it gets, Bloomberg. The mainstream media is even talking about this stuff. Everything that the quote-unquote tinfoil hat conspiracy theorists have been talking about turns out to be true when it comes to a lot of this news that's popping up. I saw something not too long ago. It was like, what's the difference between a conspiracy theory and reality? About six months. It's looking like that's not far off from the truth at this point. First, you were told that these things would prevent infection. Not true. Then you were told, well, you can get it, but you can't give it to other people. Turns out that's not true. They keep fucking saying one thing and then coming out later and saying, ah, actually, that wasn't true. But it's not considered a lie. They were just wrong. They just didn't have the right information. But these are the experts, right? I thought the science was settled. Give me a fucking break. Anyone who's still believing the mainstream narrative with all this stuff is fucking completely brainwashed. Sorry to say it. But if you're still buying in to the official narrative, you are completely unaware of what's really happening. They have you brainwashed. But that's exactly where they want people. So I guess some would argue that that's a good thing. But not I, said the me. All right, enough of me ranting. Let's get to an email real quick, and then I gotta jump in the shower and make my way downtown to go see the Black Dahlia murder with Rivers of Nile. Looking very forward to that. Should be a good old time. I'll give you guys a review next time I talk to you. This email says, you have my support. Well, ain't I lucky. I like where this is headed already. All right, the email says, been following you for around a year now, and I started getting into the podcasts more recently, but I love that you are spreading the truth. Well, thank you. I'm trying. It's great seeing a voice of reason in the music community. Also, the special is so fucking good. Agreed. He said, my band got to open up for them in Fort Collins in 2019, and they really influenced our sound and thought process in regards to live performance as a trio. Super cool that you had a huge part in Ancient Homies. I honestly think it was the best album that came out last year on multiple aspects. I'd really love to chat with you sometime about music and technology and pick your brain on the subject. I think we're in a really interesting time, for dozens of reasons, specifically with music tech and the ways people are using them or not. Never stop doing what you do. Well, thanks, man. That's a really, really nice email to read. I appreciate the support. Never stop doing what I do. I don't think I will. I enjoy doing it, and we're living in a time where people really need to speak up, and I don't see a lot of musicians doing it. So here I am, and here you are listening to it. Thanks for being here. Yeah, getting to mix Le Special's record was a real pleasure. I hope I get to work with them again in the future. I love that band. They're amazing. And that record that I got to mix is called Ancient Homies. And for anyone listening, if you have not listened to that, go check it out. The band is all one word, Le Special, L-E Special, with no space. 
Now, if you would like to chat with me sometime about music and technology and pick my brain on the subject, you can always do that. We hang out once a month on Zoom. You just got to go to patreon.com slash riffs or die and sign up. If you sign up at the $10 level or higher, you will have access to those Zoom hangouts. And I'm going to be doing two of them this month because August was super busy. I didn't have time to squeeze that one in. So I'm going to be doing two this month. The first one will be on September 19th, which is a Sunday. And the second one will be on that following Saturday, September 25th. So if you want to be able to hang out in real time and pick my brain about whatever, go to Patreon and sign up at the $10 level. And let's hang out on September 19th and September 25th. Thank you all for the support. I really appreciate you guys. Feel free to keep writing in emails. I would love your responses, especially about the National Archive stuff, slapping a harmful content warning on our founding documents. Please write in. Let me know your thoughts. Send me an email at podcast at riffsordie.com. I look forward to reading them. And if you would like some cool merch... You can go to riffsordie.com and pick up some t-shirts, stickers, posters, pins, and I think that's it for now. I need to get some more stuff in there soon. I'm finally back to work a little bit, so I think I'll be able to afford to get some new items in the Riffs or Die store soon. I'm looking forward to that. My musical suggestion for this week, other than the special... Ancient Homies, which is a great record, but I've suggested it several times on this podcast. So if you've already heard that, my second musical suggestion for the week is an artist named Raymond Scott. I've been listening to his Essential Works, 1937 to 1960. It's on Spotify, and it's like gypsy jazz, big band, swing type of stuff. Some of it reminds me of Looney Tunes. Some of it reminds me of the type of music you would stick one pointer finger out and shake it in the air while you're dancing and doing a little jig while you're drinking some illegal alcohol. Great stuff. Check out Raymond Scott. If you have Spotify, it's the Essential Works 1937 to 1960 album. That's it for this week. I'm going to keep my eyes on what's going on here with all of these mandates and leanings into tyranny. No doubt, I'm sure I will have more to speak about next week and in the coming weeks and months. Things are moving fast. We got to pay attention. I've never paid this much attention to what's going on in the, I guess, political sphere and what government is up to. But at this point, shit is moving so fast, and this is literally like we're slamming on the accelerator toward a fucking brick wall. Shit is really coming to a head, and it's fascinating to watch what they're doing and try to understand and just be armed with knowledge. Knowledge is power. If you have the right knowledge, you can turn that into action, and you can make some really positive things happen for yourself, for your family, for your friends, for your community, for the world. So they don't want you to be armed with knowledge, but I'm paying attention 
I'll report back to you what I find. Truth and liberty are like the eternal quests for modern men. Always seeking truth and freedom. Let's continue down that path. Because I think some really wonderful things will happen if we stay on that road. Thanks a lot for being here and listening up. I appreciate your attention. You guys are all badasses. You guys and girls and they, thems, and zimzers. Much love to all of you. Try to leave the world a little nicer than the way you found it and we're all going to be okay. Take care of yourselves and each other, everyone. Talk to you soon. Goodbye. <laughs>